Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys go over passive income in real estate. Is it worth it? Is it easy to do? All while enjoying ironclad bourbon whiskey. Welcome back, everybody. What is up? My name is Charlie Sardelli, and I'm here with... Jameson Amaros. Oscar Barra. And as always, we are... Living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks, guys. Remember, we drop our episodes weekly. Uh, vocals on Friday, video anytime between Monday and Wednesday. And you can catch our, our YouTube channel anytime. Um, we, we got community spotlight videos on there for you. We got new build home videos coming up on there. So, guys, please let us know where you want us to go, what do you want to see, and what do you want us to talk about. Because at the end of the day... We're just three Colorado realtors here to bring you, the consumer, information while enjoying some fantastic bourbon. And apparently, we're talking about ourselves as vocalists. Yes, we're vocalists We're like a boy now. band. <laughs> you know what? what? Wow. Since when? <laughs> I don't know. I've he been said, here for a while. He said, he said our, our vocals drop every Friday, so... <laughs> oh, shoot. I didn't realize Watch that. out for the, yeah, watch out for the, uh, the album cover dropping. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, zoned out right now. I was like, what? In, oh, in I, sync, I can't got sing. shit on us. Yeah, damn right. I mean, not with you two rocking some, some nice shoes like those. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Twinsies. There's a story behind this, and, and hey, it's it's dope. The I like story it. is I wanted to be two inches taller. <laughs> no, I like I like it. Play I like live. I like off the wall shoes. Most of my oh, shoes yeah. are like colorful, and I saw these. Our buddy Shelby's like, dude, yeah. these are dropping golf shoes, blah blah blah. So we were waiting on him, bought them, and he hasn't bought them, and they're sold out. And I'm, I blame him now because now I've signed up for all of the do drops. Yep, nice. And they're like, they're <laughs> and expensive. I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm either. not a sneakerhead. I'm not. Apparently, you can resell these for what five hundred bucks right now. I five to six hundred bucks. I'm going to start OnlyFans hey, of, of just feet picks, but it's feet a, picks with Air Max golf shoes. I was yeah. going to say, but I mean, that's what we're here to talk about today. Do you investment, right? Investments. <laughs> investments. Yes. Money minds. Passive income. Passive <laughs> and income. And boy bands, I, I watched, <laughs> I'm a fan, and I watched the roast of the Jonas Brothers. Oh, okay. You know what? It was a, it was a cheesy roast, but those guys are cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and if you listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, the lyrics are they're they're different. The, I know they're uh, just like teeny bopper. Yeah. You know, the lyrics are like, man, get out of here because you're gonna love me, and you know this is how I talk when I get naked. <laughs> it's very. It's like what? It, remind, it just guys, reminds me of the South Park episode where it's uh, Mickey Mouse and he's oh, in the yeah. with the promise rings. He's like, just go out there and, and shake your butts, yeah. make, the, make the girls love you. <laughs> Well, guys, like we said, today's topic that we're going to cover is passive income in real estate and how it relates to real estate. And of course, while we're talking about it, we've got a fine bourbon here. Um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name. I know it has ironclad, a, ironclad, a ship, a ship ironclad. background, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We got some, we got some, uh, some Civil War history in this one. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was distilled in uh, Newport News, Virginia. So if you guys don't know where that's out at, uh, I suggest Google Maps. It's pretty easy. Um, it's on the East Coast, live north of Virginia Beach. I actually lived there for, man, almost 10 years, I want to oh, say. Wow. Um, Ocean and Naval Air Base is over there. But anyway, they, uh, they distill this right across from the Newport News um, Naval Shipyard. And uh, their whole kind of shtick is, it's, they call it like a bourbon whiskey without compromise. It's family-owned. It's been family-owned since its inception. Uh, it's a 50%, so uh, 100-proof, which... We've been on a streak of mm. higher proof bourbons. And uh, they, their rickhouse is right next to the James River. If you guys have ever been to Virginia Beach or Virginia in general, you take the James River up, you can hit Williamsburg, a bunch of historical sites. 
But the James River is what's called a brackish river, which means it mixes fresh water and salt water. And that air, as it evaporates, goes into this rickhouse since it's a right. River? Brackish. Brackish. Yep. Not like the show Blackish. Brackish. Never heard that term. For Learned soccer fans, not Grealish. Brackish. Hmm. Uh, but basically, yeah, it's when it's salt water and uh, fresh water mix normally in like the mouth of a bay that mm-hmm. opens out in the ocean. And that brackish seawater then infiltrates um, the barrels, which they age for a minimum of two years and give it a unique flavor. So, I mean, just from the bourbons that we've been having, I mean, you can tell how, how true they are to the process because of how dark it is, mm-hmm. especially, you know, it seems that a lot of the bourbons that we've tried that, that tend to say we are, we are tried and true, we're real bourbon, we don't do anything, you know, different with our distilling process, yep. they tend to be a little bit darker. And, I mean, I mentioned it last week, but, yeah, even in here, you can see, you can see some particulates in the bourbon, not bad, but you can definitely see some grain in, in the bourbon compared to like what we had last week. It was very clear. What'd you have last week? Uh, the, the Dexter. The world's greatest bourbon yeah, that we've Dexter ever had. Dexter It was actually yeah. really Thanks. good. Thanks. Bro, <laughs> here last you were week. here. You were just in a barrel. You were in the barrel last yeah. week. Remember? I was in the barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were in the barrel because we moved yeah. the couch and we put the barrel there instead. <laughs> was, it's like out. it goes along with Oscar the Grouch. the trash can. You're in a barrel. Well, and uh, so well, Jameson, then, tell us. On, there's a character in, in Mexican television called El Chavo del Ocho. Okay. That dude lives in a barrel. There you go. Perfect. See, that's who you are. I like it. I like it. You got to change your whole spiel now. All right. So give us the give us the background of the Ironclads. It's a cool history, right? Yeah. So the Battle of the Ironclads is one of the most famous military naval battles in history because it's the first time that there were two literally ironclad ships, which led to us now having naval destroyers and whatnot. Okay. Before this, they were wood, right? Um, and this was, it was the USS Monitor and the CSS Virginia were the two ships. Uh, they fought to a draw because, again, two ironclad ships using technology that was probably built for firing on wood ships. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was off of, I believe it was, yeah, off of Hampton Roads. So right in that same Newport News area, Virginia Beach, Hampton Roads, Norfolk, if you guys are familiar with it. Um, you just said a lot in that breath. Oh yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, after he was done, I was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of cool. So it, it's basically they were like giant frisbees. Huh. So the 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 surface that you see on the water, yeah. aside from the little turret in the top, eighteen inches of steel is all that protruded from the water. Interesting. Because they were so heavy. I mean, d- ships in general. I was in naval ROTC in high school, and like I remember the first time I went and saw the USS uh, South Carolina or USS Carolina in South Carolina. And I remember I walked up to it. I was like, it's an aircraft carrier. How the hell does this thing float? Like, what are you talking about? This is just tons and tons of metal just floating on the water. <laughs> so it's, it's cool that this is where, this is where it came from. I, I, I want like a funny cartoon graphic because uh-huh. they describe this battle, right? Like yeah. I said, they're using cannonballs that were built to sink wooden ships. <laughs> so these two tink. ships were just circling each other for four hours, just firing off cannonballs. Hammering each other. And every single cannonball just kept... Bouncing <laughs> off the ship <laughs> until they both gave up and went back to the port. Neither of them sustained damage. Yep, and they the, just fought the to moment. The You're moment like, that need, warfare changed. We need to have your weaponry. This yeah. isn't working. So it's kind of wild. Just That's like, awesome. I, I imagine being like back in you know, yeah. 1860s and just watching these two ships just ping pong off of each other for four <laughs> All you're hearing from Miles, I was like, ping, <laughs> ping, ping, ping. Yeah. Yep. Well, Jameson, I mean, sure earlier, it wasn't a pink, man. I mean, it was like, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> boom, yeah. boom, yeah. Oh, well, Jameson, funny. I mean, earlier you were playing around with the bottle and you said that there was a oh, dude, a yeah, surprise or something see. in there. I don't know. <laughs> well, and while we're we're talking about the, the, the particulates, right? Yeah. Um, tried and true, they don't mess with it. There is a few distilleries that I've tried. They're they're usually newer age distilleries that want to hurry up the process. 
but mm-hmm. it costs money to make this. Yeah. And then you got to wait. Mm-hmm. The episode today, investments, right? They wait years, three, yeah, uh, on the low end yep. to make a good bourbon. Well, they speed up the process by flavoring them. And they'll, you'll mm-hmm. see the bottles, and there's a lot of particulates in it. Yep. There's a lot of flavors. They try to match what aging will do, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't. Oh, good. Oh. I'm glad I, it wasn't right. what I said it was yeah. going to be earlier. <laughs> oh. All right, so show them. What, what, what are we looking at? I don't know if this is like, you know when you rub like a, a lamp and a genie comes uh-huh. out? I mean, I peeled this, and it says men wanted for the Navy, so I don't know if I am oh. now being recruited. Oh, oh. no. Now you well, have to go right? enlist. Is that, yeah. Now I have yeah. to enlist. What's uh, on the backside of it? There's well, hold on. on so all able-bodied men not in the employment of the Army will be enlisted into the Navy upon application at the Naval Rendezvous on Craven Street, next door to the printing office. Oh, so they pulled from like from 1863. A, so this was the that um, must have been like a, a, like a news cover. This is like a, a news cover. Yeah, recruiting cover. That's yeah. all. Yeah, show it to the so the draft so apparently and... if you you didn't cut it in the navy or the army, you just went to the navy. <laughs> Which wow. I don't know who. And then I cut see there's the the something army. on the back of it. I know. I know. <laughs> We're gonna find that we out too. We got layers. Give me baby. a second, baby. Oh there's layers to this shit. I think Drake said that once. Navy seals. Two chains. One of them. Um. This is. Oh, that's funny. This is what I just looked up on the internet. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, this gives yeah. you the story. Hours of close range action. Neither had sunk. Their story went down in history. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Very very cool. I like it. Yeah, it's like a little treasure hunt. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's again. You know, we talk we talk about shticks that companies do, but yeah, no, this is it, cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and it, I, it, this is to me, it's a shtick, but it's like it works. It's good. Yeah, yeah. it's it's well, memorable. It and it's I memorable. like the black on black. I do like the black. I'd like, on black. Well, like the black that, and black. That bottle we so wanted to love the Ten Horsemen. Four yeah. Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. The story was awesome. The this what cool, it though. stood for was awesome, but the mm-hmm. juice inside was just yeah. not. It yep. was subpar. I'm yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. It was right. an, it was well, let's, nasty. Go, let's go ahead and get these first well, ships here. in. Since ships, here's two ships. Some ships are wooden ships, but those ships, they sink. The best ships are friendships, and to those ships, Ooh. we drink. Cheers. That'd mm. be the most timely toast in uh, that was good. podcast history. Right <laughs> yeah, there. That was good. I like it. Mm. I mean, on the nose. On the nose, I get chocolate. Sweeter, yeah. A lot a Especially lot sweeter. now that it's kind of, it's not the neck pour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, a lot I see sweeter. Than, difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a, di- it's a different bourbon. I still get, on the that beginning end, a little yeah. sweeter, but now that I've pinpointed where I was tasting, yeah. I get, cucumber not in a bad way yeah i get like a like a cucumber you know when you just yeah fresh cucumbers that's what i'm getting in a good Mm -hmm. way absolutely and i mean a little bit of burn but just a little bit for a little bit 100 proof Mm -hmm. but i mean honestly yeah to 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 your point it does it comes strong at the beginning with that more of that earthy kind of spice flavor Mm -hmm. and then towards the end i definitely get that sweetness and for me it's tailoring more at the back end towards Towards that vanilla, yeah, and that and that, that caramel, um, but I mean, just how it sits on the tongue, it's sweet. Like yeah. that's the lingering flavor. Would I would say caramel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, like I said, the nose isn't. It's not very punchy. Okay. No, the nose. Start. I think you nailed the nose. It's kind of like a chocolate orange mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. yeah. That kind of zesty but chocolatey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, I like it. It's, yeah. It's, it's I like it. Refreshing. All right. This okay. uh, these guys, I guess, have a membership that you can be a part of where they do craft cocktails uh-huh. and they put them in bottles. Okay. And then they keep them at, the, but, at their tasting room. But do they use artificial intelligence to tailor? No, pour they, for they it? actually do not. It, so that was something cool last week, Oscar. 
the Dexter, oh, yeah. they use, you can go to their distillery and using AI and what you put in for your taste, you can watch as they mix hmm, different, different barrels. barrels for you and create your, your own special blend. Nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. But this one is, uh, they just, you pay the membership and then you go in, each one pours eight cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't finish it, obviously, nice. that'd be a long day. To, <laughs> that'd be a real long day. <laughs> then you can take it home. 75 bucks a month. Not bad. No. Not bad. Not bad at Especially all. now if you're an enthusiast and wants right. to try it. Want to well, try you figure that's what, at eight cocktails? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. No. Especially, I mean, with a, with a good quality bourbon. Yeah. I went out with some friends last week and I've spent 17 bucks on a, on a scotch uh, bacon kind of bourbon and took a first sip of it. I was like, yep, should not have paid $18 no. for this thing. <laughs> but on that note, um, of, of things being what they should be or what they're not, what we want to talk about today, like I said, is passive income and passive income in relation to real estate. So kind of the, the way that we want to talk about this, the flow that we're going to go with on today's episode is we want to talk about, first off, what is passive income? What is the idea behind it? What is the purpose and of it? And more importantly, what is it not? Yes. <laughs> what is it not? Exactly. And then we're going to kind of move into the idea of using real estate for passive income. So we want to talk about lending and how it looks for investment, secondary properties, and then kind of move from there into like earning, yeah. right? What is the value of this? And what would it really take to achieve this this vision of passive income on real estate? Well, yeah, because you got these damn TikTokers yeah. mm-hmm. that are just going in saying buy properties and investing is investing in real estate yeah. is how people get wealthy, which is true. Yes. But the beauty of watching a 30-second video is you get the highlights, right, Oscar? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Hey, Oscar, I, I want to use you. I'm going to go buy an investment property. should only take me about two hours. Um and people are getting this, you know, idea with the side hustle, everything mm-hmm. out of the pandemic. Gig economy. And we just want to make sure, like, number one, I, and I, I speak on behalf of these gentlemen, I believe real estate is one of the best, if not the best pathways mm-hmm. to general, generational wealth that you can, you can have, right? Uh, hands down, no argument from me whatsoever. But I also want to make sure that, and we want to make sure that you guys have realistic expectations as yes. far as what that actually looks like. Because when people hear, I'm just going to, invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. Yep. The one of those popular right now is like house flipping or buying Airbnb. a house and renting it out. House Airbnb. flipping is it's, it's instant money. Right. right? Yeah. And then there's long-term rentals. And yep. you know, when you said uh, generational income, uh, they're not making any more land. You got to talk mm-hmm. to the man upstairs if you want that. And once it's yours, it's yours. Right. But what people don't understand is that when you go into real estate, it's, it's a, it's more of a, a long-term game unless you're flipping mm-hmm. and it's less volatile. Yes, we're the front runners when it comes to economies. Mm-hmm. The real estate industry gets hit first, but that's on the earned income side. Right. Yeah. Right? So try playing the, the stock market. You'll learn, you'll lose thousands, if not mm-hmm. millions, fast. Mm-hmm. Overnight. Well, and In real estate, you won't lose them and it's there. Yeah. It, it's something tangible that you could you go is. visit. Yep. It's yep. yours. Physical asset. Well, yes. and it's it's you know, you talk we talked about touched on this, I think, two episodes when the last one you were on, Oscar, where, you know, you just you gotta zoom out, right? And mm-hmm. you can have dips and like you said, it, the housing market's always gonna be the first one to take the hit. Yep. We're also gonna be the first ones to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and our hits aren't that hard. Right. So but the reason that we want to talk about it is because there's this idea of investing in real estate from a being able to rent out so on and so forth, this passive income. Yep. So Oscar, give me your definition of passive income. So earned income, you go clock in, you make your money, right? You work for your money. Passive income is your money works for you. Whether you wake up in the morning or not, 
your money's earning you money. Right. So, so it's that's just passive compounding. Income. It's yep. you don't have to do anything. Don't have mm-hmm. to do anything for passive. You don't income. work for it. So if I say it works that for you. if I say that I want to uh, I want to buy a property and rent it out for passive income, would you correct me that it's not passive? Um, yes and no. Uh, there's equations that you have to take into place. You know, return on investment. What what you're going to invest in when it's you're going to be in the out of the red, you know, you're going to, mm-hmm. uh, typically when you buy an investment property and for not paying all cash, you need at least 20% down. So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. What's the return on your money? Mm-hmm. You put use round numbers, well, if you're buying a hundred thousand dollar property, you put 20% yeah. down, you know, after what point is, those, are you making money off your 20%? On top of that, if you put $20,000 $20, in a bank and you put it on, um, a decent vehicle, mm-hmm. right? That's low risk. Like you're a CD. Gonna, you're, you're going to earn what? 8% mm-hmm. yeah. roughly. Let's mm-hmm. use that. Um, so that's annually with this. If you're, if you're making off the bat two to $300 monthly, I think that's a better return on your investment. And that's okay. how, I, and, and that's how I approach investors yeah. when I want to invest in my own stuff. When I was doing fix and flips, um, I would give them a, a return on their money monthly yeah. because uh, they're, they're, they're gaining interest annually mm-hmm. and very low yep. unless they're in a high risk vehicle, right. like, like something tied into the market that will gain you 15%, but you can also lose your ass off, right. if not all. Well, and that's, and that's a, a good point that you brought up too, Oscar, is that a lot of people, you know, they go, I'm going to buy this property and then I'm going to put money into it. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to rent it out and I'm going to sell it. Now, what people don't realize is if you go the rental route, you are now the, the landlord. You are now the owner of that property. And if you are renting it, you are legally obligated to keep it up to livable code. And what that takes is money and time. So a lot of the time when it comes to real estate and passive income, the, the idea of passive income being I'm sitting on this couch and I am not doing anything, but I'm making money. Real estate is not that, that avenue no. when it comes to passive income, unless you are looking at something like fix and flip where it's large investment, dump it, get rid of it. But a lot of people these days don't have Yeah, but the even capital. still, that's, that wouldn't be passive because if I'm actually doing the fix and flip, yeah, if I'm not the contractor, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'm hiring somebody. If I'm the investor that's financing the fix and flip, yes. then maybe, but you're not guaranteed a return. Exactly. Right? right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's a misnomer at, at very least mm-hmm. that being a renter you know, or a landlord is a passive income. Well, and let me, you know let I mean? me go ahead and give you, I'm going to be the stat guy on this Ooh. one. So let me go ahead and give you, give you Throw a, my notebook an, an idea of passive income in America. So the last census in America stated that 20% of Americans have, quote unquote, passive income. So let me ask you guys, if, what do you, if I were to ask you, what, are those, what do you think those Americans are earning a year with, within passive income? A year? Mm-hmm. Um, average? Two to three grand. Okay. Jameson? Yeah, I'd probably go around like, yeah. Yeah. Probably around right? the same. But if you now, and beautiful, beautiful guesses, gentlemen, but again, you have the, your fingers on the pulse of investment and money. It's $4,000 a year. Okay. So to the idea that we see on social media of passive income, what I ask you is, can you live off of $4,000 a year? Right. Are you going to sit back and go, I'm good. I'm making four grand a year. So like, that's why I wanted to shoot that number out and throw yeah. that number out because when you hear 20% of Americans have passive income, if your idea of passive income is TikTok, social media, passive income, you're going, oh, damn, it's doable. Everybody, wow, that's, that's a good amount of people. And what's the initial investment on those four grand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. what I like to know. Well, and then, then again, don't forget too, that's, that's stay-at-home moms that are, that are making resin cups, 
you know, that, that that's and again, it's not passive. Yeah, because ex- they're putting that, in the work. That's earned income, right? Right, exactly. That's, should, that's a side hustle. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah, very yeah. different. Yep. That's yeah. A, if I take twenty thousand dollars and park it into the S and P five hundred, and all I do is invest a hundred dollars a week mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, that's passive income. Yeah, well, that's then, compounding. And interest. then let's, let's touch the subject of uh, renting being passive income. Um, structured well, it, it can be. Yes. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's it, upkeep. Mm-hmm. So when you structure something out for for rental. Um, you're not just going to say, all right, I'm going to drop 20 grand. Let's let it ride. You drop 20 grand acquisition, and then you have costs, maintenance yep. costs, right? So say that your, your roof is brand new. You're going to need to replace it hopefully within 10 to 15 years. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get on that. What's that going to cost you, whether it's a deductible or mm-hmm. if it's going to be out of pocket? Then you take that number divided by those years, then divided by a monthly Tack that on your monthly rent. Yep. And then you tack on water heater, you tack on all these mm-hmm. maintenance costs, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, mis- and then miscellaneous, <laughs> yeah. right? So you have your payment and all the miscellaneous costs. Mm-hmm. That's your working, right. uh, what, yeah. what your, your, your working ledger is, right? Yeah, I think the, the co- Anything the- after that is the passive income. Right. Yep. But then you don't get caught with your pants down. Mm-hmm. And if you're smart, you'll hire an asset management company. So mm-hmm. then you literally, acquisition, let it ride. Yep. But at that point, you're also, your return is less yes which means you have to do this more often mm-hmm. right and, and i think that's yeah. a well the return is less we don't have to do anything with no it, i'm right? saying yeah. like you go from let's say i'm i'm planning on making like because a lot of people say okay i want to i want to invest in real estate to the point where it's going to replace my yes. salary yes okay so let's mm-hmm. say your salary in colorado right now on average call it sixty five thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. right you got to get to a point where if i have to Oscar, what you just said, right? Let's say I do have a uh, property management company that's charging me 10 to 15% a month gross rent. I've got mm-hmm. 5% a month uh, put away for uh, cap expenses. I've got 10% a year put away for, or sorry, 5% for upkeep, 10% a year for cap expenses like roof, water heater, AC, major appliances, that kind of thing. If I go from making 900 a month in cash flow, right? Then I need X amount of properties to break that 65. Well, and yeah, and that's but what if I, I make say. it more and more automated and I'm, I'm less and less hands off. So I'm more and more passive. I still now have to do the work to find more properties Yes, because I have to make up the difference. If I go from making 900 cash flow mm-hmm. to 350 cash flow, mm-hmm. I got to buy twice as many properties, well, which but, I have to put in the work to find those. And properties. that's the long game, right? right. Because yeah. in the beginning you're going to make minimal margins, mm-hmm. but then what's going to happen? Appreciation. Mm-hmm. And you're going to buy that loan down Yep. if you put 20, uh, 20% right. down. So it's going to gain double. Mm-hmm. With appreciation annually if we're in a decent market, and the loan's going to go down. So in five to seven, maybe 10 years, when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling like I don't want to work anymore, you mm-hmm. refinance that, leverage your money. Mm-hmm. If you need to pull some out, whatever. At that point, you have more equity. But then it drops your payments substantially. Mm-hmm. Yep. At that point is where now you're making the 900 mm-hmm. to 1,000 per property. Mm-hmm. Say you got 10 of them, now you got 10 grand a month, whether you wake up or not. Yep. Okay. So but again, you have to go through it's a long game. all of the calculations. You have to put a net sheet together. You got to find a lender. You got to apply for a HELOC or a cash out refi. You better have You've a You got to then go find properties. Mm-hmm. You then have to apply for another loan via that next property. Mm-hmm. You have to turn around, then go renovate that home. Does any of that sound passive? Okay. So right. Well, no. So, let's so the initial the initial is work. Right. That's but what I'm then saying. Afterwards, it's passive. Right. Um, you just need to know the structure. Once you do it the first time, the next ten times is easy. Well, it's and easier. That, and that's what I was going to say. Is so. Let's go ahead and let let's create let's create the scenario. Okay. So you got Bobby Joe and Susie Joe together coming up to you. Wait, and, from the south. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, I am. Oscar. They're um, a married it, couple and also cousins. Right? <laughs> but they, they come up and they, they want to start investing, right? Yep. They want to go passive income real estate property. So let's talk about the, the lending process and mm-hmm. how you can fund that and what that usually takes. Oscar, you touched on it earlier. A lot of the time, you know, with a with a, with, a, with your primary residence, you can go FHA, you can do 5% down, but a lot of the time for investment properties, lenders have a couple more stringent things that they, that they need you to do. Um, so can, let, let's go ahead and dive into that. How, how does that, how does the, the money acquisition portion, what do you, what does that look like in order to buy an investment or secondary property to rent? If you have um, decent income, decent credit, um, 20% down conventional, you could do it all day. If you need a little bit more creative, there's um, companies like Merchants Mortgage that they will, um, acquisition is going to be a little more expensive. This is more for fix and flips. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll they'll lend you acquisition and remodel cost. Um, And they're very, I want to say, lenient when it comes to guidelines. Mm -hmm. As long as you have great credit, they'll work with you. Okay, so let's go ahead and... and but they will charge you, they charge you a little bit more. I think it's a point and a half. Yeah. So whatever the purchase amount, mm-hmm. if they charge you a point and a half, and then there's a couple of other closing costs, um, but it's typically 80% loan to value. Okay, yeah. and there's a, there, there's the, the first question that you got to ask, right, is what the goal is. Yes. Because your goal is either, hey, I want, I want the money quick, mm-hmm. right? So in that case, fix and flip. For the most part, if you're doing fix and flips, hard money loans, um, you know, uh, loans that will, that will include, like Oscar said, the renovation loan, right. Mm-hmm. Construction loan, whatever that looks like. And those are usually shorter term. Yep. And the goal is to fix it, to flip it, to rent it, and then take out the equity and then do it again. Right? Well, so, so even with a, with a, fi- um, fix and hold, right. Rental. Yeah. Say that you're going to do a fix and hold. I'd still, I, I would still go with merchants mortgage because they're not that expensive, mm-hmm. but they will fund a whole lot more. Right. So leverage your money, right? That's what I preach. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got 20% down and they're going to, they're going to give you a certain amount for a remodel cost. So you go in and, um, they do, I think 15 month terms. Um, but you know, you're going to be paying a monthly. So if you're going to be in and out quick, get the acquisition and the remodel with them, fix it up, do what you need to do as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Hire great crews. You know, it's just structuring at this point. So mm-hmm. it's not hard work for you unless you're, you're a contractor. Then you're going to do a lot of the work and save the money yourself. But get it fixed up up to par. Then at that point, you refinance out of their loan. Mm-hmm. One, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. You already have a loan on it. Mm-hmm. So when you refinance into a traditional bank, there might be a lot more equity in that property. Right. So now let's go Let's go with kind of – we're going to use average numbers, guys, because obviously – Trying to compare this across the United States is difficult with how the market is and the, the, the differences in the market. So average home price right now in the United States is, we'll say, 450. 450. 450, right? So on a 20% down payment for the average price home in America, you're looking at? 900. 90, 90 grand. $90,000, yeah. Right? $90,000. And that's, that's to get in. Right. Right? So that, that's something that I really want to kind of harp on is we often talk about how when you're doing you know, personal residences, that your own personal home, you don't need 20% down anymore. Mm-hmm. But like Oscar was saying, a lot of the time, if you don't have spot clean credit, really good credit, you will have to come up with that amount of money. And 450000 especially you want to compare it to Colorado where the average home price last last month was... 582 Yeah, like that. 580 yeah. Now we're talking about hundred grand just to get into your first... That's, that's just the down payment. That doesn't include, like Oscar was saying, the, the cost of renovations, the contractors, right? 
So now you're, you're already 90 to a hundred thousand dollars in the hole. So Oscar, you, you, you've, you have a lot of experience with fix and flips. If you could give me an average cost that somebody would have to prepare for to, to fix up a property after that down payment, what would you say? Rental or flip? Let's go. Let's stick with the rental. Rental? Mm-hmm. I think uh, easy side, you're at least going to be 15K. Okay. So you that's part. So, so what On the heavy saying, side, maybe 30. Yeah, you're, well, talking, uh, you're talking, two, if it's a two bed, two bath, you're talking flooring replaced. And the bathrooms. But what I want to point out: flooring, paint, uh, uh, appliances. Um, you know, any, anything that's that's going to be well not up to par with standards. And right. Denver's passed some pretty stringent ones and, now. And that was my so whole point, right? Is the the reason that I that or I you might just get that. a good one. I mean, right? it could only be like five grand. But but that's what I was saying is to to your point. The reason I I wanted to come up with that 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 cost right is a lot of the sentiment that you have from renters is the landlord the landlord fixing, right? Mm-hmm. Where they go in and they'll just paint over, you know, lipstick. like a, an outlet. It's lipstick. Yeah, right? lipstick, right? So even at that, even at the lowest end, like you said, if you get a good place, you're looking five at five, five grand. But if you get something and then you even do the landlord special on it, you're probably still spending around $10,000 to bring it up to at least code in order to be able to rent it, right? So now down payment plus initial investment and we'll go on the low end for you. We're already over one hundred ten thousand dollars, right? Or right around one hundred ten thousand dollars. So, looking at how the economy is right now, that's not that's not very easy for a lot of people. So, and again, guys, by no means are we trying to position this as it's on it's unavailable. People can't do it. But we want to we want to bring it into the light and make it make it real for you. Because at the end of the day, I can watch twenty TikToks, reels, mm-hmm. whatever it is, of these eighteen-year-olds saying, "Well, I just got my first rental property." Okay, where'd you get the money? I, I did from? a TikTok on it. Do you guys yeah. remember? I, yeah. I tied it into the billions guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, so again, that was my biggest thing. I was like, they go to a, a get rich quick real estate seminar, and they're yep. like, "I'm going to do it," mm-hmm. and, and you can. There's ways to leverage. There's grants you could dig into. Yes. There is ways. Easiest way: homeownership. Mm-hmm. I could I could show you how to set it up long term. Mm-hmm. Get you your first house, you're in. Get you the equity, home line of credit, yep. all that crap. <clears throat> yes, we could do it. But they think it's so easy. Like, oh, I'm gonna have a thousand dollars. I could get in my property. Yes, you can. Yep. If yep. it's the only property you mm-hmm. own. Well, right? and and now let's go. So we did down payment. We did renovation costs. Now let's talk about. Again, we're talking about passive income where you're sitting on the couch not having to do anything, right? Now let's talk about if you want that to be the way it is, a management company. For, for that property. And you could do it yourself. You but, really can. But again, do you really want to pull you're credit? You're not passive. But pull credit. Exactly. Um, background checks. Meet with everyone that's going to be there. And then take the phone calls for maintenance co- uh, maintenance calls. Um, collect rents every month. And make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that's involved. Which people like that. Well, yeah. But which to your, is fine. But to the whole money. point of passive income, what you just said, you're collecting rent every month. So you have to be mentally aware of when that rent comes in. So on the idea and continuing with passive income... Let's go with you hire a management company. On average, Oscar, what, what is your experience with, with costs on management companies? A couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks a month. So it's about seven to, seven to ten percent. Seven to ten? Right. Okay. For long term. Yep. You go Airbnb short term, yes. you're up to 25, 30%. Right, yes. and, you, and you go Airbnb short term, and then you got cleaning costs. Right. So that adds yes. more to it. Yeah. 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 So you get more money. You do. And I, and I think the, to, the, the point that Charlie's trying to make is like there is there's a lot that mm-hmm. goes into owning investment properties, mm-hmm. whether it's short-term, whether it's long-term, 
the the purpose is like if you guys are gonna if you guys are looking to go that route and not a self plug but this is why it's important to work with people that understand what's happening. We'll set you we up look right. at we look at something like cash on cash return, right? Yep. And you hear that another buzzword on TikTok like oh this cash on cash this deals a twenty two percent cash on cash return. Mm -hmm. Okay, so no. You're not going to find that, right? But here's the easy way, just so you guys understand how to calculate. I mean, you go to Oklahoma, Kansas, all those right. other states. Right, 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 right. You may yeah. be able to do it. Not here in Colorado, right? No. Right. But not in a when good, we not in a good when market. we talk not, a cash on cash return, market. what we're essentially saying is, what is your return percentage on the amount that you've initially invested, right? Mm -hmm. So the easy way to figure that out is you take what your what your rent is, right? What you're charging. So let's mm -hmm. say you're charging, and I mean, this is why in Colorado it's hard to find. Let's say you're charging $3,000 a month in rent. Yep. Okay. And then all of your monthly expenses that Oscar just detailed, along with your mortgage payment, mm -hmm. you're cash flowing 230 bucks yep. a month, right? After mm -hmm. everything, you pay a property management company, you make it as hands-off as humanly possible with $230, right? And let's just take your, your idea um, of the... Doo -doo -doo. Hold on, guys. Pulling uh, up the calculator. Yeah. For the those on audio. Yeah. Your <laughs> idea of an average, let's say a townhome is 450 bucks mm -hmm. or sorry, $450,000, right? So you got to put, if it's an investment property, you're renting it out, you got to put 20% down minimum. So that's 90 K. Yep. You got probably $10,000 in closing costs because it's an investment property. You're going to be charged a higher interest rate at three or four points right now, just mm -hmm. to get you to 7.8%. That 7.8% is going to make your mortgage payment higher. So again, Let's say you're 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 cash flowing two hundred and fifty dollars a month yep. on a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar property that you have put in, and we'll we'll say you didn't even renovate it. Yeah, you just did down payment and closing costs. So you're in a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, right? So to figure out what your cash on cash return is, you take that gross monthly rent and multiply it by twelve for a year, mm -hmm. right? So what I say two fifty. Yep. So two fifty times twelve, you're grossing three thousand dollars. And then you divide that by the cash that you invested, which in this case would be a hundred grand. That cash on cash return is three percent. Three percent, which is money and savings. Yep. Right. Yep. You can get a CD for four point six percent. Right. And it's and, mm -hmm. much less work. So that's the whole point. And and I yeah. think it's it's important because. But we the start only difference is, on on, I like to play devil's advocate on both yeah. sides. Is now you have an asset. Correct. And money, and you got somebody your paying the principal down, right? And and, and yes. you're, you're going to be gaining, yeah. um, yes. you're going to be gaining appreciation, hopefully right. three to six percent. Yep. So you, you you tack that on top, and again, you have that asset. Mm -hmm. that but it's going to be there. That's the point, right? Because it depends on what your goal is. So if your goal minimally, is, if it's three percent, yes, you at least have an asset. Yeah. If your goal is, Not I great, just want but, to accumulate properties yes. and have somebody else live there, mm -hmm. I'm going to be hands off, and I'm okay with two hundred fifty bucks a month yep. in income, if you want to even call it that. Mm -hmm. But the goal is. I want to buy a property a year yep. so that in 10 years I have 10 properties and then I can do some refinancing and so on yes. and so forth. And you know what? That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah. a, that's a great way to do yeah. it. Right. Um, if that's not your goal, then some people try and get into this and go, wait a second, I'm only making $250. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're still trying to replace that $65,000 a year. Income, well, yeah. And right? that's, yeah. So that, and that's where I wanted to get to is again, the idea of passive income is the ability to sit and do nothing. And what Jameson just did there on the cash on cash return, what he broke down for you is basically what it looks like for one single property. Mm -hmm. The effort, the money, the return on a single investment property that is average, an average of the nation, not certain markets. Because again, you try and do this in the Colorado market, you're significantly higher. And don't forget too, guys, there's factors that play into it like taxes, right? We talked about it episodes ago. Yeah. Everybody in Colorado is talking about it. 
the Gallagher Amendment here. They're trying to find some way to give us a break on our taxes for homes, but they're, that's single homes. They're not, they're not looking at giving breaks on secondary or rental properties. So now, not only is your, your average home price higher, but you have the potential to pay even more in taxes, which, again, now that $3,000 that you just made that year, take, take 10% out of that, right. right? If not more. Because well, you look at it this way, right? So a $450,000 townhome. Mm-hmm. Let's say that's what I'm looking for. It's what? Three bed, two bath, 1,500 square feet, yep. somewhere around there, right? If you look at what you can rent that for, for the most part, you're probably looking at $3,400. I would say that's let's do average. On the high end, say about right? Yeah, let's do, let's do average of on that rental. So I, It depends on where you're at, well, obviously, I was too. Say, right, let's, right. Go, let's go low. If you're downtown, yeah. Yeah, so let's go $3,000 a month. Yeah. Okay. With 20% down, your mortgage payment by itself is Mm $3,184. So you are already upside down without paying a management company, without pulling 5% uh, for upkeep, without pulling 10% a year for capital expenses, uh, without any of that. You're you're losing $184. Now, some people, again, are okay with being upside down because the goal is I want somebody else paying my mortgage. If I have to pay an extra $185 to secure a property Mm -hmm. and I have a second property that's going to be an asset, cool. But if you're Mm -hmm. looking for income, to go back to what we were just talking about, let's Mm -hmm. say you do make $250 a month. To replace $65,000 a year passively, Mm -hmm. you need 260 doors. 260 doors. Well, and and again, (laughs) if you're you're trying to replace your income now, real estate's probably not the fastest way, unless you're doing flips. Yes. Yes. Then Mm -hmm. yes, I could show you how to do flips and make 30 to 40,000 in Three, three months, two to three months. Yep. Yeah, but yep. it, but again, on sixty the, to on ninety the, days. But on the note of passive income, there it's is not passive. passive. No, it's not that's passive. Working, You're doing all that income. work, right? Yep. And and that's great. And and I'll be honest with you, like the reason that I got into real estate was because I went, wait a second, the market's looking good, it's selling. I could I could benefit on this. I could make some money on it. But I am the perfect example. Use me as a scapegoat for it. I got into it, started looking at it, and I'll be honest with you guys. When I first started, I had significant capital to come in with. Yeah. Right. But when you start looking at all of these things, you're going, uh, I don't know if I want to dump all of my capital and my, my six-month emergency funds into this possibility of maybe making $300 a month. Right. But you are the golden goose egg. Yeah. Because Charlie could come into this scenario with 3% down mm-hmm. or even $1,000, buy the property, fix it, get premium interest, rent that bad boy out. Obviously, you're not going to tell your lender that. Yep. But okay. then go buy you Beautiful. your, your, no, no, your no. house. Oscar, that was perfect. Thank you. That is another point that I, that I wanted to bring up, too, is a lot of people think that you're going to buy this house, yeah. even if you don't have to do renovations to it, and then you can rent it. Guys, is that, is that, is that it's doable? It's called mortgage fraud. Yes, <laughs> it's called mortgage fraud. But you better be buying another property. Yep. Um, so... Yes, if you buy a property and you're not going to live in it, it's not, it's mortgage fraud. Yeah, but is it doable? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks. But they, well, they, and, and, and check on is you. it you know obviously yes, it's doable. But at the especially same, especially if you use a grant. Well, and that's what I was going to say though is it is doable, but at the same time, that is now in the name in the realm of passive income. Even if you do that, you are now making sure and having to check that all your ducks are in a row mm-hmm. when you're renting that, yep. so you don't get come after right and i know in colorado because again like i said i tried i looked into it mm-hmm. you have to own for two years correct two to the last five years yep. um and the thing is 
if you do sell it and you're like, I'm going to make this money, well, capital gains capital gain get you for 30%. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So, so again, and, and that's where, and again, guys, we're by no means are we trying to, to discourage you, discourage you from doing it because we're it's tell a you how phenomenal to do it the right way. way. Exactly. If, if it's a phenomenal way to build wealth, generational wealth, everything. But at the same time, the whole reason we're doing this is because as people who are in this regularly and we know how it works, we see these, we see these people talking about it and getting people's hopes up and thinking that it's something that is, is a night and day difference. It, it makes well, it they, that they make easy. It, yeah, they make it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we've talked about a lot of just the inner workings of how investment properties work, right? Here's something else that you guys got to consider. If you are going to get a loan and you want it to be, you want it, let's say you want it long-term mm-hmm. rental, right? I'm going to rent it out, sign your leases, whatever. Well, there's two significant differences. You can buy a secondary property or a second home and put 10% down, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you get, you know, I think right now I talked to one of our lender partners earlier. It's like three and a half points to get to a 7.8, 7.9, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> number one, very expensive. However, very. that secondary home has to be a minimum of 100, 100 miles mm-hmm. away from your primary residence, mm-hmm. okay? And it has to be long-term. You can't do short-term. Right. Yep. So let's say I want to do a secondary home because the, the points that I pay are better than if I were to do an investment property and I'm going to short term Airbnb out. Let's say I'm going to buy something on, I don't know, Lake of the Ozarks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's a hundred miles from here? Lake of the Ozarks. Lake, Hugo. Huh? Hugo. Hugo. <laughs> so I'm going to buy something in Hugo because hey, their Airbnb uh, <laughs> is booming. But here's the deal. So let's say I need to use the rental income mm-hmm. to qualify to purchase it as a secondary home. Mm-hmm. If my plan is to and use it as an Airbnb. Well, if it's an Airbnb, they won't take it at all. Yep. If it's long-term, they'll take 75%. So mm-hmm. now I'm forced to go into investment, which now I got to put an extra 10%. Now I'm at 20% down minimum, and it's an extra point mm-hmm. at just to get to a 7.9%. And if you're in a certain HOA or condo unit, you can't even Airbnb Exactly. It. Or, dude, at minimum or, 30 or, days. Or a minimum. county. Not even that. You, or a county. Summit yeah. County doesn't allow well, new Airbnbs. You have to have a license. There is so another another fun fun fact. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. I'm the stats guy today. Wow. Here, do you want my notebook? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so another fun fact is at this point in time, Airbnb now accounts for close to 20% of the entire uh, like vacation home rental sphere or like hotels, whatever it is, stuff like that. 20%. Okay. So in that 20%. Of, of the entirety, there are, there are I think it was four, uh, four million or four, 400 million. Let me, let me double check. Four million, us. ain't 400 million because we have 180 million households in the U.S. Yes, yes. Sorry, I, I want to I wanna get this right for everybody so I don't mess it up. It's going to be like 40. So we were, we were checking out populations the other day. Population of New York, mm-hmm. you being from New York, is yeah. freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Just Manhattan has more people than the yes. whole state yes. here. Yes. Exactly. Well, so, Colorado only has 4 million people. There are currently... Yeah. I, I think Manhattan has like 8 million. Yeah. Yeah. Houston, Houston's over 10. There are currently 4 million Airbnb hosts worldwide. Okay? Yep. And there are over Do any of them have these shoes, though? Probably not. Because <laughs> they are limited. <laughs> and we got them in time. Sorry, Shelby. I like I'd it. rub it in your face. So there are, there are over 100,000 cities worldwide that have Airbnb listings in them. Yep. Now, what we are seeing because the Airbnb market has caused such a drastic difference in some markets around the country is like Jameson said, cities, counties, towns in general are putting limits on the amount of Airbnbs, how Airbnbs can be run. Yeah. So so for example, here's a great example, right? Before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. we are actually right during the pandemic. Again, our government makes stupid, 
stupid decision sometimes. <laughs> they, sometimes. <laughs> most of the time. They allowed people to buy investment properties for the same down payment and the same rate mm-hmm. as somebody buying a primary residence, right? Yep. So that's why you see like Colorado specifically, you go to Summit County, um, Chaffee County, uh, Eagle, all those areas. People were buying up $400,000 townhomes as investments for Airbnb with 3% down at a 2.75% interest rate. The cash on cash return on that is 20, 25%, right? Ridiculous. Well, now what, what you're going to see, and I've, I've dealt with clients that are like, hey, I want to buy a, a mountain property in Morrison, for example. Okay. Well, part of Morrison's in Jeffco. And Jeffco's, um, their Airbnb is extremely strict. Uh, you can do it. You need a minimum stay length of 14 days. Who's, who's going to Airbnb in Morrison in 14 days? You right? know, the Airbnb and BRBOs are, so, are, are great because you can – house eight people mm-hmm. for let's Correct. say $500 a yep. day. Yep. And you only need two, three days. That's great. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you go to a hotel, you're going to be charged two to $300 a mm-hmm. room yep. for two people. But there's yep. nuances to this, right? Because yep. there's layers mm-hmm. just like our bottle actually, yes. uh, where you guys have to understand where it's allowed, where it's not, what the regulations are. And too many people that I've seen try and jump into it yes. with not enough information. And mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of this conversation today yep. is to make sure you guys understand that there is a lot of nuanced information yes. and things you need to do in order to, I'm not even going to say passively, invest yes. in real estate mm-hmm. because it varies by county, by neighborhood, by HOA, by lending product, by mm-hmm. property type. All of that can change. being county and HOA. Yep. yep. They're not going to allow it. Yep. You could find ways around the financing side, but the county, they'll shut you down quick. Mm-hmm. HOA, they will foreclose on you if you don't pay them on time. That's all, that's all powerful, HOA. Yeah. Yep. So you really have to do your homework with yeah. all this. Yeah. And, and the thing is that um, the western part of, of the Denver metro area is tourist, right? Evergreen, conifer. Yep. Uh, and then you got the western slope, which... It's a totally different game out there, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of great wine. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Palisade, the peaches. Mm-hmm. You know, the peaches. Um, peaches but peaches, you know, peaches, that's peaches. that's a that's a place where a lot of people are investing because it's you know I don't want to say cheaper, but you got Grand Junction and whatnot out yeah. there. Yeah, um, it's the places that are in between the Western Slope and the Denver Metro mm-hmm. area that's a hot, hot tourist area all year round for us. Yep, and that's where you got to. That's where you, if you really want to invest your money, you really have to do your math because it's not cheap. And your margins are going to be a lot well, smaller these days because of interest yes. rate. And, and 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 exactly. And again, like Jameson said, like Oscar just got done saying, is ultimately what we want to do is show you that there are avenues and it is possible to do it, but it is way more nuanced than anything that you're going to see at a first glance video talking about real estate investing or doing rental properties, stuff like that. No, so, it's like the, it's like the day traders on TikTok. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. Here's my, I just made $6,000 yeah. in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. which by the way is true. I've seen it in real time, but they don't tell you that they also lost $17,000 the rest of the day. Yes. Right. Exactly. And they will literally go out and, and what rent, was the initial investment? Yeah, investment? And they'll yeah. go out and they'll rent Lamborghinis and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll Airbnb mansions to just show up this baller lifestyle. The point is guys, if it's, if it's easy money, if it looks like it's easy money, it's, it's probably not. not. Cute, it's cute not. little dicky. Yeah. Right? Uh, just save that money. Dude, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to yeah. get that money. Yeah. <laughs> so is it possible? Absolutely. Real life is a lot more complicated, a lot more a lot more education you have to yes. have behind you to make the right investment. We're here for that. Yeah. Um, is it going to be a, a, 
a, a nice conversation? Probably not. I might, I might crush a little bit of your dreams, but I'm going to pick you back up and say, look, this is what we can do realistically. TikTok, man, screw those guys. They, they, they want views. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's possible. Yes, it's possible with minimal money. And I hate those get rich quick real estate seminars. They, yep. If you want to no, piss me off. We talk about all the time, right? If you want to make, if everybody could just get into real estate and make $400,000 a year, right? With mm -hmm. minimal effort. Mm -hmm. Whether why, selling real estate or investing Well, it doesn't in matter, estate. right? Why would everybody not be doing that? If right. It's yeah. that easy. Uh, like, there was, there's a, a there reason. was that meme that girl said, oh, my OnlyFans didn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get into real estate. Now I got to sell real estate to make mm -hmm. it happen. Bitch, try to sell a house and make it work. <laughs> exactly. It's not that easy. Yeah. And, and again, we're just bringing it to realistic ex expectations. Yeah. yeah, we don't bullshit. We don't bullshit. we don't bullshit. We don't bullshit. I'm not paid and I'm not hired to tickle your fancy or tell you what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. I'm hired to get the job done effectively and to save you money in the process and educate you throughout the process so there is no and surprises and the end result's either going to be up to par of standards what you wanted or better. Yep. And, and, but again, and we've guys, we've given you a break on it for, for a couple episodes, but again, this is why it is so important to have a good real estate agent that you trust in your back pocket. And that doesn't mean, Oh, Hey, you're going to call them up every month, but building rapport, making a relationship, reaching out, talking guys, again, we give you our contact every week and every single one of us sitting here would love to have these conversations with you because education is key. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is key. And at the end of the day, again, I've said this before, we've said this before, if an agent is charging you to get this information and to talk to you about real estate, sucker, that is not a good agent that you want to work with. They are in it for the money. They don't care about you at the outcome. So yeah, they're going to tell you that renting is possible, that passive income with real estate is easy and it's possible because they just want your money. Right but now it, is probably prime time for that. A lot yeah. of agents aren't selling. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you that because I'm getting inundated with, yep. come see my class. Let me tell you how to get short mm -hmm. sales on, on the docket. Let me tell you how to land some listings, yep. how to promote. No, 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 no. You're telling me this because you're not selling any real estate. And now you're trying to teach classes so you could pay for that damn lifestyle you just mm -hmm. made yourself. Might as well just go on OnlyFans. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it, I'll, I'll respect an OnlyFans over a freaking real estate agent and or lender that is trying to pimp themselves oh, maybe out that's for all classes. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just jaded with oh, no, 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 it's all true. real estate it's website. True. You can't. So no, this is what you're doing. Yeah. But it's just going to be ASMR videos of land for sale. <laughs> and we'll just call it only lands. You heard it here first, folks. ASMR. Only lands. Trademark. <laughs> only lands. I like you know it. There's going to be badass so, drone footage of yeah. just plots of land for sale. <laughs> only lands. I, I, just with some soothing music. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, yep. Yep. I'm going to call Or just, out. just walking back. This property is I'm, I'm a, 850 acres. I, I'm going to call out my wife and kids that they can never do ASMR because they're their whispers sound like this. Hey, speaking of, it's just a, a harsh you, yell. I'm like, have you? Uh, well, that's good. You got to practice. It takes effort. Okay. No, it's like it people could whisper. Whisper. It takes effort. I'm just gonna show you this property, and I'm gonna brush. I'm gonna brush. The you grass. just have to. You just have to. Uh, so speaking, speaking of, speaking <laughs> of just, sorry, you had to experience yeah. that everybody. We're going to do, a, I'm going to do a random tangent just because I, I saw this the other day and I, it blows my mind. Right. But again, I, I think it's a good lesson. So there's this trend on mm -hmm. TikTok where people, AI? no, oh. no, no, no. People act like PNCs. Yeah. AI. Right. The, the AI, like where they're sitting there. And they're oh, like, well, oh yeah, thank not, you for the roses. No, NPCs. NPCs. Yeah. Right. Thank you for the roses. And it's, there's this chick 
right? Yes. And I'm not even gonna give. I'm not even gonna say the name because I don't want to give her the intention. I just don't. I fucking don't. It wasn't even a chick. It was a I dude. I don't. But here's there, there's a point to this individual. There's yes. a point to this story. She is on and started acting as an NPC. So for you <laughs> non-nerds out there, that's a non-playable character. So think about a video game. You walk in and you run into somebody and they like bump back even though you're not touching them. I used to be a traveler bubble. like you until I took an arrow to the knee. Yes, exactly. Whatever is that from? It's a Skyrim reference. All right, perfect. So Skyrim, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't play video games. So. Anyway, I look at it like Halo and yeah. you're interacting with like mm-hmm. the chief, whatever. She goes on TikTok Live and acts mm-hmm. like an NPC mm-hmm. For up to six hours a day, okay? And it is just interacting with people, and she, like, animates herself. It's the creepiest goddamn thing I've ever so fucking seen. Here, hold on, hold on. Now, let, me, let me give you an example oh, of God. it. Right? Shit, you didn't want to promote so, her, but now I'm going to go on and try to look for her. So, the, uh, uh, camera's on me now, right? So, they're moving like this. Somebody gives them a here, rose. Here, here, Mmm, that's a good rose. Mmm, that's a good sandwich. And that's the entire thing right? for six hours. Six hours. But here's the crazy part. This Wait for it. <laughs> unnamed human being, okay, mm. averages mm. seven to ten thousand dollars a day. Yes, for those six hours, because in people each one sending of those them things, gifts. Each one of those things, those roses, those sandwiches, translate cost, to money. Cost money, right? So the point being is she hot. No. She better be hot. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. She better be hot as hell. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people do think so. I'm not say, my type. Everybody's right? got a niche. Everybody's got a kink. You not, know? Yeah, Jeez. not my type. But anyway, even if she was, doesn't matter. The point is, even when it looks like, oh my God, this person's making $7,000 a day by being an NPC character. Yes. But think about She's it. She's still sitting she in front of a camera. She is sitting in front of a camera acting <laughs> for, for six, six hours a day. A day. Constantly. That takes effort. Effort. Okay. Yep. It's, is mm-hmm. it weird effort? Is it uncomfortable? Does it make me want to gouge my eyeballs out with a fucking spoon? Yes, but I can't knock the hustle. Yep. And I think yeah. it ties back to this whole passive income thing. Like mm-hmm. people will see her lifestyle. Gig economy. And go, oh my God, dude, she makes like $7,000 a year. All she does is blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I challenge you to do the same thing yes. because I've also seen dudes that look like us do it mm-hmm. that also make money. Mm-hmm. It's just, are you going to decide to make the effort, right? Yes. And from a real estate investing standpoint and all that, it's the same principle. If you want to put the effort in to get into real estate investing, mm-hmm. fix and flips, uh, long-term rentals, whatever that is, you'll get out what you put in. And an NPC character that makes $7,000 a day, to me, is the epitome of you get out what you, you put in. You reap what you sow. So, absolutely. absolutely. And, I mean, James, it, that was a beautiful... He's like that you know, rapper baby. there. Yeah. Hey, hey, sometimes I go Two off on things. tangents, but I will always use MapQuest to get back home, baby. <laughs> One, kind of hate you right now because I'm going to look her up and I'm probably going to fucking buy her a donut to see if she eats it. She'll be like this. Mm, <laughs> thank you. Great donut. Oscar the realtor. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. weird. Like she's, She'll sit there. Arr, arr, arr. It's fucking, it's I, the like, I, oh my it's God. It's the weirdest thing to watch. It blows my mind. And, and, and two, let, let me finish that. And two, Yes, what you put into the first time it might be a little hard and you at least you won't lose out, but you'll learn and you know what the process is. So now you collaborate with the professional mm-hmm, and correct. say, this is kind of what I'm looking to do. Let's tweak that a little bit. Yes. And together yes. we can get your end result correct. and it's going to be easier and easier the second, third, Absolutely. fourth time. But now you have some real world knowledge, mm-hmm. real world you get expectations. Right? Yeah. No, real point. world expectations. Yep. And now collaboratively, oh, so you're not t- 
tied to Colorado. Let's get you though that fourplex in Oklahoma Correct. that costs a hundred thousand. Yes. Exactly. That you're gonna exactly. cash flow eight hundred a month now. Right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And and you know guys, obviously we we kind of went we kind of went bullish on this. We came at you real hard, real fast. And yes, there That's are my options, style. right? There are options like duplexes where you can buy a duplex, live in one side, rent out the other, and there are complexities to that as well. But we recognize that you know this was this was a shotgun approach. Which, by the way, in Colorado, duplexes are like four hundred thousand dollars a piece. So you're talking eight hundred grand. Yeah, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars down. Like you it's, may it's be still, able to get away with like seven hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars for both units, both sides. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then you got to do the math, right. but, reverse uh, engineer it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah. but again, th we recognize Buy a condo, that one bedroom, there, one bath there are a, there are a multitude of ways to do it, but. We wanted to base it on the idea of passive income and bring it to you. Yep. And what, what I, th I, th I think, honestly, this is a good time to, to book in and roll into our One Rock Takeaways for today's episode. Um, and I, I think I'll go ahead and I'll take the first one. Um, and I want to talk. Wow, that's different. Yeah. Usually oh, yeah. you go last. I do. I All do, right. but I'm taking right. it. I want to talk directly to, to the listeners and the viewers. I know where you're at. And the first That's thing, creepy as fuck. no, the, the, I know where you live. <laughs> I, see you. I will first, find you the, and I will end you. I want to talk to the listeners and the viewers directly. I know where you I are. I know where you are. I know where you live. No, what I mean by that is I know where you are mentally when you start thinking about this process. And first off, if you clicked on this video, thank you for, for trusting us with this information. But secondly, I want to commend you for being in the mindset that you are in. Because just the effort that you took to click on this and learn means that you're willing to put in some kind of effort to learn how to take steps towards financial freedom. And regardless of how hard it is, how easy it is, you need to recognize that having that thought puts you in a higher tier and gives you the ability to do something that not a lot of people have the energy and effort to do. So for my one wrong takeaway, all I want to say is if you're thinking this way, embrace that thought, whether it's real estate or whether it's a, a shoe side hustle keep pushing and keep going that route because you are putting yourself in a position that is going to only benefit you in the future. I like it. I'll keep it simple. No risk, no reward. Mm -hmm. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. Educate yourself before you do it. An educated risk is always going to give you better results than an uneducated risk. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, mine is going, so we always say knowledge is power. Yep. Right. A lot. I try to stay away from that. But. I'm going to, well, I'm going to change it. I'm going to say that knowledge is potential and the action that you derive from having the knowledge is where the power actually comes from. So when we talk about things like passive income, investing, so on and so forth, you can read all the fucking books, listen to all the fucking podcasts, watch all the goddamn TikToks, right? But if you're not the person willing to transform yourself into an NPC mm -hmm. in front of hundreds of thousands of strangers on the internet, you're never going to see the results, mm -hmm. right? It's going to take effort, yep. hard work. Mm -hmm. So if otherwise, do it. Like gain the knowledge, but understand that whatever you learn is the potential for an action that will actually reward. Mm -hmm. If being rich was easy, everybody would do it. And if you want exactly. less effort, you better have a whole lot more money. money. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. If you have a ton of money... It's yeah. gonna be easy. And bro, at that point, it's chicken of the egg, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, mm -hmm. hey, if you're a trust fund baby, good on you. Yeah. If you want to do your hate. your three million hate. dollar trust, then we can make it happen. It's yeah. gonna be a lot easier yep. and it's gonna be a lot faster. Mm. But, but I mean, if you want to start from scratch, you got to put in the work. You that's the same risk. point. You could be a two hundred million dollar trust fund baby, but if you don't learn yes. and then implement what you learn, mm -hmm. I could have two people that have two hundred million dollars have vastly different outcomes mm -hmm. financially mm -hmm. over the next ten years. Or you could have somebody that was a trust fund baby and doesn't doesn't really know how everything operates because they've outsourced mm -hmm. a lot of that information to, to people, yep. right? And it makes it harder on everybody involved. 
But I think hell of an episode, gentlemen. Legitimately, like that. This is a conversation that I love having. We all love having with people. But again, our job here is to inform you and bring knowledge to the consumer. So I think I think that we accomplished the hell out of that on today's episode. Real estate is not passive income. Yep, it takes and, work. And, and even on the investor side, it's going to be case by case. Yep, yep. So yep. just know that it's, Absolutely. it's not cookie cutter. Absolutely, we'll make it work though. So let's let's get moving on to the uh, to the bourbon review. All right, how do we do this bourbon review? What's our uh, so I haven't we, been here in three weeks. Don't ask me. <laughs> we do what's called a rock rating, and our rock rating ranges on a scale of one to ten. And the idea behind it is the lower the number, the better the bourbon. Higher the number, the worse the bourbon. Because the more ice you put in a bourbon, the more watered down you need it, the worse the bourbon is. So that is how we do our rock rating. Um, and this one surprised me. I, I'm, I'm going to start by saying that. I went first on the one rock, so I'm, I'm going to sit back and formulate I'll this go, one. I'll go first. Um, I was going to go first. Man, Oscar's <laughs> going to go first. No, I don't want to go first. Right, <laughs> Rude. Rude, man. Unbelievable. Uh, this, one, this is difficult, man. I'm trying to figure. I, to me, man, I want to know. What. Let me tell you, I, I feel the same way. A hundred percent the same yeah. way. You know why? Because I think this bourbon uh-huh. is going to get me on, depending on the mood. Mm. There's some bourbon I'll drink and it's going to be equally good no matter what. This My- one, it's kind of like, yeah. If I want to be kind of like in the mood for like some interesting complex intellectual shit yeah i could see this this is the bourbon see and that's what i'm saying like i enjoy that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it before that like the bourbon and the vibe yes um my other problem is like it's it's a hundred proof and i'm trying to figure out what to compare it to yeah and i I don't don't know what to compare it to Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so because usually a hundred proofs have a little bit more yeah depth and some flavoring and some like you know what this reminds me of honestly like flavor profile wise, uh-huh. Elijah Craig. It's for me. I will fucking kick you in the shin. <laughs> I love Elijah Craig. <laughs> so That's do I. Go to no. So do I. I. <laughs> I will kick you in the. I shin. like it. I I think it it, it it like it's almost like Elijah Craig toasted barrel to oh, me. Oh hell no. To me, it I'm is. about to drop this mic and get off this podcast right now. <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, I don't know, man. I. I, you I, just ruined this bourbon for me. Because, no, I was going to give it like no, no, a good no, no. rating. I'm no, 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 going to give it like a 12. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Elijah Craig, Toasted Barrel, and Elijah Craig's 80 proof, right? This is 100 proof with similar taste profile. Like, it's, it doesn't taste like 100 proof bourbon, I guess it is doesn't. what I'm getting at. No, that, yeah, as it yeah. opens up. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't. doesn't. And I, that's why I'm saying, like, yes, if this was 40 and I went against Elijah Craig, no, no chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's almost like it gives it enough edge to go, wow, I could. I could, I could probably drink both and be happy. I got to go back and watch the video of the dude sticking his nose in that bot. Oh, in that dude, glass, he does this. And then, first of all, he pours it in whiskey yeah. and just fucking chucks it. <laughs> but I've, ever since I, you, we saw that video, I've tried to shove my nose in the, nose in the glass. There's not been one where I, I can get a full whiff and not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know what this guy yeah. rates it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go while he thinks know. about it, and I'm, I'm a little hurt about the Elijah Craig because that's my that's my jam. You know what? Just because it's because of that, that's going to be one of the blind challenges. Yeah. Okay, is this? Hey, I, I will. I because I drink. I haven't lately, but because I drink Elijah Craig regularly, it's what I've always had at home. It's what I drink neat. It's what I drink with my old fashions. It's what I drink. Um, I know that bourbon well. Um, this, I didn't know eight proof would make the difference 
because Elijah Craig is about 92 proof across the board. Yes, it's 40%. Yeah, still. This no, is, it's 40%. This is 100 proof. 80 proof. This, no. A lot Pull of that bottle out. Pull that bottle out right there. 92 proof. Pull out one of those Elijah Craig's. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We're doing it. Toasted barrel. 84, 84 proof. Oh, so not 92. I drink this shit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like so it. 42 proof off, okay? I know it was an 80 proof. What? No, you were an 8 proof off. You said 92. 92. No, not 92. <laughs> yes, 92 proof. That was 94 proof. You just said it was it. What? 94 proof. You just, did he not just say? I thought 86. 80, 86? No, 94. 82. Sorry. Okay, okay, 94. Okay, okay. 94 I, proof. Two proof off. Right, yeah. Anyway. Um, Do you want this guy running your numbers? <laughs> I'm actually really good with numbers. I've had a long fucking day and some bourbon. Um, no, is it the drinkability is good? I think the vibe with this one would be more of a super chill for me. Mm-hmm. Super chill. I, I want I want some that I can wrap my brain around, and I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna really think about the bourbon. This would this would be a decent bourbon. It's a good drinker, hunter proof. It's good. Uh, the flavor profiles are a little too on the herb side for me uh that cucumber flavor i can only take so much maybe i'll you know take a few pours and call it good when you know if i'm on a bender this probably wouldn't be my Mm go-to you know um all in all it's a good bottle i would rate it about a four i'll give it a four nice uh i'm a good four jameson still seems perplexed so i'm gonna i'm gonna take it and 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 i think the whole elijah craig comparison kind of got to me (laughs) because That's my jam, man. I like Elijah Craig. I wish they were sponsoring um, me, but... I heard him. I, uh, you heard my feelings. I heard him. You heard me. You cut me So, deep. obviously, we take into account a, bu- a bunch of different elements, but for me, I think that I'm going to agree with you, Oscar, uh, on that four rating, um, specifically because they bolster and talk so much about how they are original bourbon distilling process. They don't really change very much. The sweetness in this is overwhelming for me for that distillation process. So at the proof, for the proof, I like that. Phenomenal, right? For the for the proof, it's it's great. It but at the same time, there is there is a complexity. And again, I have a sweet palate. I like sweet. But based on the color, based on the process, I I would I feel like there should be a little bit more You want that rich bourbon. Yes, more of that more of that wood earthiness on the back end rather than that sitting caramel vanilla that leaves for the sweetness. You think the salt water has something to do with it? That's a great point. Yeah. I've never had Jefferson Ocean. You've had it? I love Jefferson Ocean. I think what, it's overpriced, but how, I love it. I've okay. never had it because it's overpriced. It's very different than this. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, do, do you taste? Not necessarily the salt per se. It is a good bourbon. It's not sweet. I don't mm. think. I don't think Jefferson Ocean is not sweet. So it's more of a... A bourbon drinker's bourbon. And it's not the water. It's just, it's cast to sea. Correct, yes. Right? So yes. maybe that's the difference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, I retract yeah. the statement. Well, we should do Jefferson Ocean Agency, though, because okay. it's good. It's got a cool story. Um, fuck it. I'm going to go four. Four? Four's yeah. across four. the yeah. board. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go four. What, what plays into that for you? Um, I think they should age it two more years. Yes. Again, I'm... To, yes, it would bring out. I think more they should the, age it for four versus two. More of the bourbon. And if and if if it, if it aged two more years and they charge an extra ten bucks, yeah, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it. I yeah. think that that mm-hmm. that anything hundred proof should have more of a bite. Yes. Mm-hmm. And again, like 
but and, and richness. Yes, and I mean, we always like to talk about how you know if you're if you're a new bourbon drinker, I think yet again, for somebody who's new to bourbon, if they were to bring this to two two people who drink bourbon regularly, as a as an offering and say, hey, this is what I'm contributing. <clears throat> I think that they'd be received well. I give them a two on the marketing. Yes. Although, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. although, had I not gone to the website, and Ironclad, I'm looking at you, had I not gone to the website, I would never peel that label. True. So there should be something that hints to pulling that label. So if you brought this to my house, cool, I'm excited. Yes. You drink bourbon. Mm-hmm. You brought it to my house, cool, I'm excited. It's different. I drink bourbon. Someone I don't know or someone that's not a bourbon drinker bring this to my house. I'm like, what the fuck are you bringing me? Mm-hmm. Hunter proof? Okay, I'm a little excited. Yep. So it's one of those bottles. It's not well known. I mean, you bring, I don't know, random dude that doesn't drink bourbon, drinks craft beers, brings some, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some E.H. Taylor. Hell yeah. Dude knows his shit. Mm-hmm. This is one of those bottles, not well known. Yep. You know, I did. I, you picked it. I was like, what the hell is Iron Claw? You'd give him some credit, right? Yeah, but as a hunter proof, I was like, oh, you, I told you at the story. I was yeah. like, hunter proof. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. cool story. So it's that bourbon. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. A four, a good four. I think it's a solid four. Yeah. A solid good four. four. I think solid you can age it two more years and then on the marketing side, give us some hint that you need to peel it off because I think it is a, from a marketing standpoint. What is standpoint, it aged in? Oak barrels, white oak barrels. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I. Yeah, to, to that point. Like, and like it could us. be the brackish water that gives it some of the sweetness, too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's what, I think that's what you're saying yeah. with the salt. It pulls, yeah. Yeah. pulls a little bit more. Salt yeah. gives, it out. You know, it elevates flavors. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Absolutely. Who knows? Um, but, I mean. But, God damn it, this is why we do that. Yes. This is why because we do that. Because if you do. sit there and you go to your local liquor store and you see mm-hmm. Ironclad, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Charlie Jameson and Oscar had that last week. Let yeah. me go ahead and mm-hmm. listen to their bourbon rating before I drop $54 on something. Yes. You're welcome. Absolutely. It's good. We're here. It's interesting. We are men of the people. <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. Wrong, yeah. different movie, movies. but you know what I'm saying. Right, right. His favorite movie. And, yeah, and, and guys, remember, we, we're here for you weekly. We do this every week. We, like I said earlier, we drop the episodes. The vocals. vocals the on vocals. Friday. <laughs> and we do the video between <laughs> you know Monday. What? Sorry. We harmonize. One of my favorite. Uh, did you guys ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. I did uh, With Andy Sandberg. to know. Okay. Well, either way. My eye doctor looked just like that dude. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite, and we'll, we should somehow put this in the episode because it's fucking classic. Okay. Is Andy Sandberg is running a lineup, and for whatever reason. Yes. I've yes. seen that clip. And yeah, they're okay. singing the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> it's like, all right, number one. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> all right, number two. Yeah. And he goes, Bring it on home. He's like, number four, he killed my brother. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> That, that's what this reminds me of yeah. when you say vocals. Like, we're just in here singing Backstreet Boys. That's damn right we yeah. are. Hey. And, and we're bringing it here Tell for you. Tell me why. <laughs> but, guys, you can catch us on Living in Col- or at Living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective on YouTube. You can get in touch with us. Email us at resotr at themilehighperspective.com or phone number 303-578-0263. And guys... Thank you so much for following Wait, us. How do, how do, where are you on social media? Oh, bro? Oh, excuse and me. We sorry, just talked if, about if, the TikTokers. You're if right. the phone rang a few more times and then it went to voicemail or one of these two picked up, that was my bad. I didn't have the app. The app oh, oh, the, the, the vo- voice app? Yeah. Ah. I was like, why? And then I, I had a bunch of messages on, on the email. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking up. And I did the research like, oh, <laughs> that's why. That's why. So but, sorry if you're you know, trying to buy a house. Way. Way. There's a lot of spam, but anyway. You can catch you can catch me on TikTok and Instagram at that lifting agent. 
Is it the same for both now? Yeah, it is. I switched what it. Ha- oh. Switched it. Nice. I committed I to like that it. instead of the... That lifting mm-hmm. agent. Yep. All right, cool. That uh, lifting agent? That lifting oh, agent. that lifting mm-hmm. agent. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Not that. Uh, you guys that. can find me, the Colorado real estate guy, basically everywhere. Yep. Oscar the realtor. As you can see right here on his awesome cup. Dude, I've got shirts and I've kind of went over... Where's the glass? You were supposed to bring the glass. I forgot it. Come on. I, I used it. I was drinking... Uh, what was the one that we had? Uh, Johnny Drum? Yeah. I think oh, I, yeah. I, 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 killed, I killed that one. Hell yeah. Nice. That was a good one. Good that was we got a good it. one. Was a we're really going to have to get that, get that Dexter get, again so you, you can try it. I gave, I gave a bottle to my mom yesterday. Nice. That one nice. and the Uncle Nearest were two, yeah. you know, yeah. there, were, there were two dark horses. They were, they were mm-hmm. great. That's how that Dexter was last Dude, week. Dude, the Dexter was, I looked at it, and again, back to marketing, mm-hmm. they paid to put these yellow tabs that said, like, voted top 100 spirits in the world or whatever. And I was like, well, I can't not get this. <laughs> Plus, it was like an, it's an old school bottle that yep. you would see in like an old Western. We popped it. First taste, neck pour. We were like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Mm. We're in for it. We're in so for guys, it. So, guys, check out last week's episode to see a great bourbon. But mm, now I have to go drink some. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. That completes our episode for this week. We're happy to have you. Come back next week. Take a look at the channel. Tell us where to go for community spotlights and new builds. We got you guys on all of it. Catch you guys later. See you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective.